This is Josh Mills. And this is John Mills. Well, welcome back to another episode of Fire Tastings. We are very happy to have you guys along with us, and happy holidays to all of you out there in listening land. Whatever winter holiday that you celebrate is the time of the year again. Uh, I think so. And uh, we're happy to have you guys along with us for a holiday or winter cocktail edition. That's right. What do you have going on over there in your glass, Dad? So I have a cranberry rye Manhattan cocktail. Oh. And I brought some uh, snacks. Okay. And you said at the when you saw them, you said, I knew there'd be pecan sandies on the plate. Always pecan sandies. And in there are. House. And there's uh, Neapolitan pecans. And then I made some cranberry cookies. Can oh. you believe that? I made them. <laughs> Look at there. I hope we don't die in the middle of the podcast. But, <laughs> you know, I made them. A half a bag. Well, they look good, though. Yeah. They look real good. And then over here on my side, I have a ginger cherry hot buttered rum. And uh, they're served in little teacups. And, you know, I, you know, we haven't actually done a really hot cocktail before. I don't think so on the podcast. And uh, I don't remember one. You know, I was scrolling through TikTok and, uh, you know, this one guy, Nick Hamilton, did one. And I was like, you know, that'd be a good idea for mine coming up with the ginger and you know, the whole idea of the warming cocktail. So so he just did the traditional? Yes. Well, he used a coconut rum, like a coconut, a coconut washed rum, I think okay. is what it was. So tell us, tell us uh, what's exactly in yours. Well, we're going to go ahead and start with mine because, right. you know, we don't have any blind to reveal this week. That's right. Now, hot buttered rums consist of a, they call it a batter, mm-hmm. which is basically butter. Butter, sugar, and spices. Right. And that is melted in hot water, and then you add liquor to it. Well, I was, you know, thinking, okay, how can I jazz this up? How can I kind of go along with the ginger here? What flavors go with ginger? So, and since I knew I was using a liqueur here, I actually didn't add any sugar into my butter. Okay. Uh, But I made a compound butter of mint and dried cherry. I know those two flavors go well with ginger. Okay. And so I made that compound butter, then a tablespoon of that, five to six ounces of hot water, melted it out, and then an ounce of or an ounce of the ginger liqueur and three quarters of an ounce of the Hamilton Jamaican black pot stilled rum that we've used before. Oh, the pot still. Oh, yeah, gosh, so it's going to have a nice right. little funky cool. bite to it. All right. You going to eat Calvados now? You know, actually, I don't. Oh, no. I don't. I haven't. I figured if you did, that would somewhere be in the mood. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I don't. I haven't had a chance to go pick up any Calvados yet. Okay. But. So, it's got an interesting color. It it kind of. It's yellow. It's almost like a dark soup color. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's darker than yellow because it's, it's kind of this brownish light tan. Yeah. And then I see flakes of green and maybe that's the mint that you that's the mint yeah i use fresh mint in the butter okay okay and then um i did sneak a taste and definitely there's butter Mm -hmm. and the ginger is not like on the forefront no it's kind of back there in the warmth of the cocktail i didn't because so ginger is very tricky of an ingredient Mm -hmm. it can overpower in an instant So what I did was I kind of put it in the background and then played off of that spice of the ginger with the rum. 
mm-hmm. to kind of bring that funky holidayness to it. I think. I wonder if you could take a mojito because that's mint and rum and club soda and club soda, and I wonder if you could sneak that little ginger in there. Oh, I'm sure you could. And then then we got another. It'd be a ginger, drink that needs a new name. Be a ginger mojito. Well, I guess that's all you'd call it. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's what I would call it, at least. Yeah. So this cocktail actually dates back. So hot butter rums date back to like the 1600s. Oh, yeah. This cocktail has been around for a a long, long time. And, you know, it's a it was an interesting kind of kind of thing to note. It actually has its own day of the year. January 17th is National Hot Buttered Rum Day. And, you know, initially during the colonial period, it, it, you know, was a way to enjoy your rum that was being made right there in the Caribbean. And it helped you on the cold winter nights, you know, kind of made this lovely little cocktail. It's, you know, traditionally has warming spices in it, clove, nutmeg, cinnamon, I chose to stay away from that because I didn't want to go away from those flavors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wanted to detract from the ginger. You know, I thought about, you know, garnishing with candied ginger or some powdered ginger on top, but I didn't want to go overboard. Like I said, it can go overboard real, real quick. Now, you could, you should have, or you, I don't know what you should have done, but you could have, I think, served it in a coupe. So I could have. But I think traditionally you did exactly what you do. It's in like a coffee. Yeah. Teacup. Last Those. night I last night I'd served it in a in a taller stem in one of those Teku beer glasses. Oh about a thirty two ounce something. No, no. <laughs> Not that much. No. Those, well you gotta test it. Well yeah, no, but in those special stem beer glasses that kinda go out, they kinda oh. well and then come back in and and go out again. Oh, yeah. Those kind of more angular ones. They're called Teku, Tuku, T-U-K-U. Uh-huh. And then I had... I don't like that hurricane glass. Though. Kind of. And I almost actually used the hurricane glass. Oh, okay. But one thing I noticed is, you know, <laughs> it gets cold real quick. <laughs> this is not well, really a cocktail you want to drink once it gets cold. <laughs> well, it's... Yeah. Did you heat the teacups? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. With hot water? Mm-hmm. Good. I think these teacups... Oh, you have to go on. No, in the, they have in the a microwave. Gold. I think I've done that before, and they start start they, trying to start a fire. Well, yeah, they've got a gold rim on it. Mm-hmm. So you said you've never had a hot buttered rum before? Oh no, no, I've had lots. Of oh rum. yeah, yeah. You know that's that old Bacardi book that <laughs> I bring out every once in a while. And we talk about mm-hmm. that I got in the seventies. I guess it's seventies. Yeah, seventies. Right after we got married, it's that's that's one of the Bacardi drinks. Yeah. And it's just like you said, it's hot water, butter, and Bacardi. So and, sugar, and sugar. And sugar, yeah. They add a little bit of sugar. You really you really wouldn't have to because, I mean, the sweetness of the rum, yeah. can, you could kind of get away with it. Well, one, one of the reasons this is an interesting color is I used high-quality Kerrygold butter. Okay. So the butter itself was very yellow. Oh, okay. Which makes a difference in the outcome of the the drink. Oh, is that a French butter? Or? It's Irish. Okay, Irish butter. Kierkegaard, you know, like the Dubliner. They make oh, Dubliner. Oh, yeah, the Dub- yeah. The so Dub- this is from yeah. that same company. Right. I used the salted butter 
here, which I think was nice. Mm-hmm. And you know, the more I you know I drink this, you know, I you kind of think that there's some warming spices in there, but that's actually that ginger and some yeah. of the play from the rum. Where's that Gus's chick? <laughs> I think I need to retry that because I think I might be okay here. Yeah, or, I mean, I'm going. When we get to my drink, we would definitely definitely go with the. Uh, that was so amazing. Yeah, definitely go with the uh, the cookies over there. Mm-hmm. There's that pecan sandy being oh, such man. a butter, being such a buttery cookie. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> but yeah, that, I just let that linger on my palate, and yeah, there's like some like there's some warming spices in. It. Yeah, and and you would think you're like, oh, okay, what'd you use? And I didn't use anything, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And the other thing that I found that was really interesting when I started kind of getting into this hot buttered rum idea was the butter itself. Mm-hmm. You know. When we make cocktails, we want everything to give us a, give us as much flavor as we can. Mm-hmm. And so I made a compound butter rather than just using regular butter. Right. And you can use so many other flavors in there. Like if I would have found some, because they haven't quite made it yet, you could make blood orange, could make a blood orange batter. Mm-hmm. And you could use Salerno mm-hmm. with some rum in there. Now, we tried this last night. Jordan and I tried it last night with the rum and and whiskey. Mm-hmm. So we also tried it with whiskey. The rum. Which whiskey did you try it with? Evan Williams Bottled and Bond. Oh, okay. So 100 proof whiskey. Yeah, right. It might have been better with a rye, but this rum blew it out of the water. Mm-hmm. The funkiness of the, You're drinking the wrong cocktail there. I was comparing, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I just give you a hard time. I know. I um, do this a lot. You you don't always catch me. <laughs> but this rum, I think, is is so unique. Gives the cocktail, or any cocktail that it's in, in my opinion, such a depth of flavor mm-hmm. that it's going to make it better than anything. So this rum, I think, makes a difference. Now, if I was just using Bacardi or, like, Kraken might be another one, but, like, Bacardi mm-hmm. or... Even like Florida Connor or something that's not as uh, unctuous and really deep in flavor, the whiskey might have been better. And actually, in the history of this cocktail, whiskey surpassed rum in this cocktail. Mm-hmm. And the and because of that, the cocktail kind of faded out for a long time. And it wasn't really until Trader Vic in the co- in the in the tiki movement mm-hmm. that this cocktail kind of came back. And it came back with Trader Vic's recipe in the 1940s. Oh. And he, what he does is he does a pound of butter and a pound of brown sugar. And then other, it just says other spices. <laughs> and a bottle of rum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. is, So, you you know, you make your bat, they call it batter. Well, yeah. Yeah. You kind of make that and then you, and that's what you use in it. Mm-hmm. And I guess he served it all over. Like at his restaurant at the Trader Vic's bars. See, I've been to Trader Vic's, and there's not as many Trader Vic's around in the world as there used to be. But that was never anything that I really go. Oh, I'm gonna have a hot butter rum. <laughs> well, did you go there in the winter? Did um, you ever go to Trader Vic's in the it's winter? It's always summer there. Where Walk the, in the- <laughs> I know that, but I'm saying in the location that well, the yeah, Trader Vic's Kansas, Kansas City, New Year's Eve. One of the times we were there. Okay. Well, may, and you know, but maybe they were no. Doing it's it. like give me, give me a, a mai tai, or you know, I can go. 
primarily it's a rum drink. Right. And you and know, I guess if you you could have your rum drinks with your meal, and then when it comes down to dessert, you could say, I want a whole other rum. Yeah. This would th- be a great. This is a great dessert cocktail, or it would be a great starter cocktail. I don't think it would be great in the middle of mm-hmm. a meal. I personally don't prefer hot beverages during a meal. Um, I know there are some people who prefer hot tea during a meal. Right. I particularly don't. But it's crazy to me that, you know, this cocktail dates back to the 16, 1600s. Right. You know, we've, we've talked about old cocktails before, you know, that go back to like the 1800s mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. But this has been around, you know, for a long, long time. What are, do you, oh, you just got into the, the, the cook, your... It's a cranberry cookie. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons I said dessert is because the hot buttered rum goes well with those pecan sandies. The pecan sandies are really sweet, and I can just eat the dough by itself. You do. I know it. <laughs> but yeah, that makes this hot buttered rum like a dessert drink. Just it could be as a starter or dessert. But I don't. I agree with you. I don't yeah. think it's the middle. So the crazy thing about this one. You know, you're tasting it. It tastes really sweet, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I didn't put any sugar in it. All right. So that's well, the thing to that think ginger, about. That ginger. The ginger liqueur, yeah. Liqueur is sweet. Well, that and that's what I was going to say is that's something to think about. If you want to make this and you're going to make the batter, mm-hmm. you know, you really need to make sure you're thinking about what you're going to put in your cocktail. Because if I would have put sugar in that, you know, if I would have put sugar in that butter, mm-hmm. it would have, this cocktail would have been just so sweet. Mm-hmm. It's been way overly sweet, but since I knew I was using a liqueur that has sweetness in it, mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about that. You're cra- these cookies are really good, by the way. But you know, last week we were talking about uh, yai toast, and you said go out to Whole Foods. Yeah, look for cranberries at Kroger's. No, Edwards. No, Trader Joe's. No. I can't remember if Joanne looked at Sam's. But anyway. But no. <laughs> if she had it, but no. <laughs> so I go out yesterday, found a bag of them. And, uh, you know, it's a 12-ounce bag. Not at, quite a pound. Where'd you find it? Whole Foods. Whole Foods. And so I got our toast as well. Mm. I had like six of them in the counter. I should have just bought them all. No, because other people need to go find the eye test. I'm telling you, okay, it it sounds super strange. It it is probably the strangest cheese I've ever tried. And I've tried a bunch of cheeses in my life. But it's so neat. It is. And uh, we'll have to try that peanut butter thing. But anyway, that's that's where I got them. Well, I had 12 ounces. So it's like, what am I going to do with 12 ounces? I don't need 12 (laughs) ounces for this drink. Yeah. So I looked on... You know, Googled, and I found this recipe for the cookies. Yeah, that's good. I cut it in half. I may have to make the rest of the half. My half. Because these are good. And so that goes well mm-hmm. with the hot butter rum. Now, the stretch is going to be we're not doing best on plate. We're it's just cocktails. Snacking. We're just snacking and talking. But the Neapolitans, I'm not sure they'll go. I, I don't think so. The cranberries are the cranberry cookie is great because when you get that pop of cranberry, mm-hmm. that acidity mm-hmm. just runs through, and you know fat and acidity balance each other out. When you drink a hot buttered rum, just know it's going to coat your mouth. Well, yeah, I mean you're drinking 
thinned out liquefied butter. Well, and that that pot's still wrong. Has so much spice in it. Well, I'm just talking about like the actual feel. Well, I know you are, but the whole mouthfeel also has to do with those tastes that are. Yeah. And so the cranberry just kind of helps you kind of clear that out a little bit. Hmm. That's really good. I've been dipping my cookie in my hot butter drum. Oh, I should have got some food news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. So when they. Well, so actually, from last week, we had the blueberry and the raspberry fig newtons and i actually i looked and there i didn't look to see if there was any fig in the con you know in the cookie itself but they call them fig bars not fig newtons well because fig newtons a brand yeah but i think they'd go yeah they probably would so what are when do you do you remember your first ever hot butter drum? Probably shortly thereafter us going to uh, Bacardi plant, so it'd be in the seventies sometime. Okay, because uh, you know it's like I got this book full of rum drinks. Let's start <laughs> experiment. Yeah, you know these are. And I really like the idea of a hot drink on a cold, cold day. Yeah, you know, and mulled wine. I like that, but I'd rather have this. Yeah. You know, these cocktails are along the lines of, like, toddies and, mm-hmm. you know, nogs, those sorts of things that come out in the winter as a, I don't know, like a warming or a cocktail that's got body to it. And, I mean, this is basically a hot toddy with butter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all it really is. So, if you like hot toddies, you'll probably, and you like butter, probably will like Hot yeah, butter rum. Give it a try. It it sounds weird. Yeah. As we're talking about, but it tastes really good. There's such a depth of flavor in it. There's like it hits kind of all over your palate. Especially with that mint kind of coming through and the cherry lightly comes through. So you I think you put you could have put a cinnamon stick down in it. Yeah, I probably could have. And you if you'd put the <laughs> you'd put the nutmeg in there. You know, the, the pepper corn, the nutmeg corn. That's clove. Clove. Well, yeah, clove. Nutmeg is a big one. Yeah. Are you thinking you, of allspice? Nutmeg's, yeah. If you put the clove down in there, or if you to put the nutmeg, because it's a, it's, a, it's a piece of wood that you can can uh, grind off. I think if you had either one of those, it would have been too much. But the right. cinnamon stick, I think, would have gone. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying do it. I'll have to try it again. Another time. I've got a whole lot. I got a whole log of this batter. <laughs> hmm. Did you follow? Did you follow uh, Trader Vic's recipe? Two no. And- <laughs> no. I used. So I probably used about four, four to six tablespoons of butter. Oh, that's not. And then kind of a handful of dried cherries, mm-hmm. and then a handful of diced or minced mint okay mixed them together so i didn't hear that you put cherries in uh-huh were they crushed up no so they were cut so they were dried cherries so i just chopped them up oh okay kind of fine yeah. they'll sink to the bottom so as you get okay. toward the bottom of the cocktail you'll find a little bit more of that cherry that cherry coming through oh there they are yeah another nice thing I about almost this. read my future in there <laughs> 
another nice thing about this cocktail is, and hot cocktails in general, is to me they make you slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't really, I mean, you could drink a hot cocktail fairly quickly, but it takes I'm a little bit. how long we've been going. <laughs> it takes a little bit longer than a cold cocktail a lot of the time. Right. So no, that's really good. Good. You got, it on our, you got it on the crystal or the Christmas plate or the saucer and the cup. Mm-hmm. So that gives it that holiday winter yeah. feeling too. Yeah, I think these are the ones. Are these the ones from Granny or are these the ones that I brought back? I think these are I think these are from Granny. Were Grannies. Unfortunately it's part of Christmas China. I didn't I shouldn't have read that. It says made in Japan. <laughs> That's okay. I was hoping it was, you know, London. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be this heavy no. if it was made if it was bone china or if it was made in China. But yeah, so there's there's a lot of different variations on this. You know, not only can you change your batter, you mm-hmm. can change the liquors that you put in it. If you don't like rum, find a good whiskey that you like. I if, don't know that it go with a smoky scotch. I, did, I guess you could try that. I mean, I love scotch, but I. That wouldn't be something I'd do hot buttered rum with. No. But I definitely could say, put some Woodford Reserve in. Yeah, you could use whiskey. I mean, you could use, I mean, with the whole world of liqueurs that, you know, you can play around with different liqueurs in it as well. Mm -hmm. Different rums, rums Mm -hmm. from different places. All those sorts of things are out there. Like, can you imagine this rather than the ginger using the allspice dram? That right was, yeah, I know. I'm saying that's what I'm saying is, but see, that's that would do what I was talking about because that's that's got nutmeg in it. Mm-hmm. I think it might be way over the top. With it. It, it might, but I'm not well, saying put it, put I'm it not on saying pause. put it on pause for a minute. <laughs> I'm not saying keep the ginger and add that. I'm saying replacing the ginger liqueur with a different liqueur. Oh, I thought like, you, you meant know. to replace the pot still rum with the. I think no, I, no. I, I mean, you could you could do that, but I, I don't think that would. It. But I think what well, more what I was talking about is keeping like a rum or a whiskey base, mm-hmm. and then changing out a liqueur using a different type of liqueur using Man, a citrus liqueur. Be in a wide listening to Trader Vic. <laughs> you know, using coconut rum or co- mm-hmm. you know good coconut rum using coffee liqueur, coffee liqueur. Like those sorts of things, playing playing around with that piece of it, the, the cocktail is very flexible. So the point is, listeners, pick your poison, mix it up, and you can have your hot buttered whatever. Yeah. Buttered rum, hot buttered whiskey, hot buttered anything. Whatever. Yeah. Brandy. You use a hot butter brandy. Irish, Irish whiskey. Oh, yeah. That'd go better than Smoky Scott. I don't know how well a hot butter tequila would work, but a good... No, a, I'm not going there. Uh, <laughs> you're no. just not going mm-hmm. to tequila in general. No. But a good hot, you know, maybe an Añejo tequila might might go well. Yeah. Mine. All right. Well, if, I mean, I don't, I don't really have more much about mine. Do you want to switch over to yours? We can. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this hot buttered rum beverage? Now, tell us again the... the uh, Oh, the amounts. So, in to make the batter, you're going to use a high quality. I suggest a a European butter, and you're going to use you know for every 
let's see here. For every four ounces, uh, no, for every six ounces of butter, you're going to use a handful of dried cherries and a handful of mint. Mm-hmm. Chop those up, mix them together, make a compound butter. Mm-hmm. Then to build the cocktail, you're going to boil some water. And in the glass that you're going to serve in, put a tablespoon of butter and then pour in four four to six ounces of hot water, melt the butter, and then add an ounce of the Domingue, Domingue de Canton ginger liqueur and three quarters ounce of the Hamilton Jamaican pot stilled rum. Oh, okay. And then mix it together and serve. Sounds serve good. hot. Now you just heat up the water and you don't reboil it, right? What do you mean? Well, once you get it all together, you're not reboiling it. You just, no, you serve. Yeah, you serve. Once serve you meet it. Yeah. Serve right away. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have seen stovetop versions like where you could make it into like a hot punch. Mm-hmm. I guess that would work. You would just need to up your proportions right. appropriately. Well, okay. We can switch over. All right. So why don't you go ahead and remind us. First, what... let me, let me uh, get your ice. So that's going. All right. So, Dad, remind us what your cocktail is, please. All right. It's a cranberry rye Manhattan. And, of course, I use the Angel's Envy. And Josh did note that uh, the bottle's now empty. It's the Angel Envy bottle. And we had so much fun last week that uh, I guess I should have siphoned off about six ounces. <laughs> because I ended up with five ounces of Angel Envy. And I used uh, six ounces of actual cranberry juice. And then I had two ounces of red vermouth and two ounces of cranberry simple syrup. And I'll talk about how to make that in a minute. And then I kind of got a wild hair for a second. And I threw in four dashes of whiskey barrel bitters. Okay, cool. And you really, I don't know that you can tell it. And then I had another little wild hair and I thought, you know, it's Christmas time. So I put peppermint sugar from a peppermint stick. Okay. On one side. Plus, I garnished with four sugared, and this is confectionery sugar. It's going to use just regular old ground sugar uh, of the cranberry. And another recipe that I saw, <laughs> there are recipes all over. <laughs> and it's like I still Josh. You know, you find a recipe that you like, and then you try to go back and find it. You can't find it. You're finding all kinds of other ones. And I don't know. I didn't, you know, I didn't... Uh, Tag it or or bookmark it or whatever. That was my mistake. But it's a beautiful cranberry red color. And so for those of you who are also curious about this, these are served on the rock. Yeah, I shook it. So I uh, shook it up in, in with the rock, little rocks. And then I strained it onto a big rock in the double Manhattan glass. Double old-fashioned. Uh, I'm sorry, double old-fashioned glass. Yeah, because I made not quite a double. Because I kept having to... Make ha- mine a double. Well, I kept having to... I kept tasting <laughs> it and going, oh, I mean, it needs a little... It might need a little more whiskey. Okay, put a little more whiskey in. 
oh no no now it needs a little, <laughs> little more cranberry juice <laughs> one of these days we're gonna get you know big know. enough that we're gonna have one of those boards that you know you push a button it'll play a sound and we're gonna have to have a button that you know has mickey blue eyes saying make mine a double well i'm for... sorry this is... <laughs> no it's not bad don't it's, apologize it's it's not well it's like i said it's five ounces so that's two that's uh one and a half ounces each that's not really a double i know i'm not saying it you were the one that said it was like a double so that's yeah, why well, i it's, made the joke it's, it's full it's a lot of liquid so uh i saw you taste it over there what do you think it's good is it balanced that was just, yeah. that's how i was struggling i tasted it and going oh, it's not quite balanced yet it's very cranberry mm-hmm. what were your proportions that you did that you landed on Five ounces of of the rye for two cocktails. Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a double. So two and a, so two <laughs> and a half. Have five ounces in here. So two no, and a half ounces for two for two cocktails. Five ounces of Angel Envy rye, six ounces of cranberry juice, two ounces of red vermouth, two ounces of the cranberry simple syrup, and four dashes of the whiskey barrel of bitter. Okay. I think this is a good start. It tastes very cranberry. Yeah. This is this is a cocktail. This is a great beginner's Manhattan, I would say. And I say that because Manhattans are traditionally just, you know, booze and vermouth. And bitter. And bitters. That's it. So that's traditionally what they is. You know, adding in the juice and the simple so, changes yeah. the cocktail a little bit. It so, yeah. makes it. It's very cranberry forward. It you do get a little bit of that kind of barely rye sweetness, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not boozy at all. So for somebody who likes it more boozy, you know you could pull def you could definitely pull down the proportions of this of the simple syrup. So if I had, I would have done like a half ounce of simple syrup instead of, instead of the one ounce for each drink. Right. Take that down to a half ounce because you have a sweet because you have a sweetener already in your sweet vermouth. Yeah. So pull that down or pull the sweet vermouth down, either one. Well, I think if I'd have gone to one ounce of vermouth and one ounce of simple syrup, might have been better. I don't know. So what is it now? Two uh, it's two, two, and two and two for well, it's two and two for two drinks. That's, so one so and that's one. one and one. And what you're saying is a half and a half. Oh, I'm saying you could do one one and then a half. So like one of the sweet vermouth and then a half of the simple. Oh, the syrup. Yeah. Yeah, the syrup, um, that's a that's a tricky thing because to make this simple syrup, it's not really simple because you've got and what I did was I didn't want I didn't want an ounce to an ounce, so I made three quarters ounce of water, three quarters ounce of sugar, and then I didn't even measure the cranberries. I think it was probably um, probably four ounces of the cranberries actually in with the sugar and water. Yeah. And boil that for about five minutes. And of course, they break open and you get all the juices. And then I took the cranberries out. And one of the recipes I saw is you put the cranberries down in the bottom of the glass. Oh, yeah. Kind of sugar. But cran- see, then you got sugar cranberries in the bottom. Along with the sugar water, cranberry water. So 
I didn't want to do that because I knew that was going to be over. Too sure. Yeah, it could have been, depending on the proportion. So, yeah, I, the other- I, I played a lot around with it, and I started out with a... Re- well, what happened was, like I said, I started out with four ounces of the rye, and then I put the six ounces of juice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it's like, there's not enough booze in here. It was totally, totally sweet then. Right. So I had to add the last one ounce of the Angel's Envy Rye that I had the house. Yeah, and, you know, right. And this is tough work, listeners. It, it is. <laughs> it's tough work because I had to play with, you know, I had to play with the proportions of mine last night. And I, what I did today, I didn't even test. Um, I basically flipped the proportions that I had last night. But anyway, something else you can do when you're making simples like that with fruit is, you know, you can just put the berries and the sugar in the pan first to kind of get that broken down and get that out. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, then you know how, and you could strain out the cranberries at this point too. And then you know how much volume you'd have there and you can either match or go right. under a little bit there. That might make it a little bit easier to make the make the syrup and well, find the, the proportions. One of the recipes said, "Put raw berry down in the bottom of the glass and just smash them." Uh huh. Muddle them. Mm-hmm. Well, not muddle. Just smash them one time. Record, <laughs> <laughs> but just smash. Mm-hmm. Because cranberries are not sweet. No, they're not. They're really bitter. Very, so that would put that bitterness down. And then you could have used the probably the amount of simple syrup that I had, and that would have countered that sweetness and the bitter, and I might have got a better drink. You can also try it without the cranberry juice. Yeah, there was another re- <laughs> the recipe's on. Another recipe uh, actually filled the drink up with ginger beer. Yeah, it makes it more like a mule. Yeah. And I thought, no, I'm not going there because Josh is already doing the ginger thing. And no, I don't want a mule. So I'm having fun with it. There's a I'm, good not, co- I'm not really unhappy with the way this is. The, but it's not totally, totally bad. Yeah. The only reason that I'm, quote, unhappy with this, and this is, I'm not unhappy that I'm drinking. I quit grabbing for my cocktail. I'm not unhappy. You said you were unhappy with it. No. I said, if I'm going to nitpick at it, I'm not unhappy that I'm drinking, drinking Angels Envy Rye. Mm-hmm. I'm just missing in the actual cocktail. Yeah. It's playing with the sweetness because mm-hmm. that whiskey comes across very sweet. Right. And it's playing in there. And, you know, the more I drink it, did you actually have, are there some crushed cranberries in here? Are there some of like the actual Mm-mm. bits? Okay. No. I start, I put them in. Well, I put them in the glass, and I thought, no, that's once I tasted in my shaker what I had, I took them out. Yeah, because they were they were from the simple syrup cranberry, and you know, and the bottom of the glass, so they would have they would have added to the sweet. I'm, if I just take plain old cranberries and put them down in the bottom with this, I think we'd have come up with. You know, the bittering of of cranberries yeah. and the sweetness, we might have come up with a better balance. 
I'm also going to take back most everything I've said about this cocktail. Because I think my mouth was butter washed. Because every time I go back to this cocktail again, mm-hmm. I'm getting more and more of the stuff that I want it to do. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more of the rye starting to come through. I'm getting less of the sweetness coming through. So I think the lingeringness of the buttered rum was coating my mouth and coating my palate so where I couldn't really, all I was tasting was the sweetness, but the more I get it and go into this, the better it is. I still think there are some adjustments that need to be made Mm -hmm. to call this a Manhattan personally, but I think it's a good cocktail. I mean, I'm I'm going to drink the rest of it. (laughs) I'm going to drink the rest of it. I'm finding these uh, cranberries that are on the skewer garnish. They're, the, they're just plain on cranberries. Yeah. And so if you'll eat one of those, you get that bitterness of the cranberry. And it counteracts that sweetness. Yeah. So it makes it more balanced. I can see that. So I think next time, I may put cranberries down in the bottom, try with this exact formula, and see what, well, maybe lower the simple syrup a little bit. The first thing that I would do, Dad, is I would lower the juice. The very first thing I would do is lower the juice. Just to find all the cranberry juice? Yeah, because it's sweetened cranberry juice, isn't it? No, I didn't. Uh, I think so. Of course it would. Yeah, I would, I would. Had to be. I would reduce the cranberry juice amount first. I'd half everything, make yourself a half cocktail, but also lower the proportions of that juice. Because the juice is also bringing in sweetness. Mm-hmm. Now, on the internet, I see a lot of times they serve this up. Yeah, because a Manhattan is traditionally served up. Um, it can be served either way, but traditionally. Right. I started to serve it up, but I thought, eh. Have you tried the peppermint cane sugar? No, I haven't. You're afraid to. No, I just... It's a real counter. I mean, it was a real curveball that I threw on there to just see what would happen. You know, if you could find, like, freeze-dried cranberries and, like, crush those up with some sugar, that would be a fun rim. That'd be a fun rim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something that's, you know, kind of already going to the cocktail, but I like the idea. But you really don't need it. Yeah. You don't need a rim. Don't need a garnish. Nope. You know, you could garnish it with an herb. Well, one you of the garnish. rosemary. Oh, no. I saw a recipe that had a rosemary on it, and then I tried to find it, and disappeared. We got rosemary outside, you know. You and then it. another another garnish that I saw was uh, a lemon twist. I didn't do that. Could have. There was another garnish that was. There was another garnish that was basil. Yeah. So, I, guess, I mean, I there's so. a whole lot of more experimenting I'm going to have to do on this. You know, I think with this one, a rosemary would probably, at this exact iteration, mm-hmm. I think rosemary would be the best, or like a smoldering rosemary. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Or even a smoldering cinnamon stick. I thought about a cinnamon stick, or I thought about a traditional cherry from a Manhattan. Oh, okay, yeah. But I didn't, you know, just didn't didn't do that so there's so many variations that you could make not just with this drink but with a manhattan and then you could adapt it to this and so remember last week i said something about the paper plane 
And yeah. And was it the oxtail of whiskey? Mm-hmm. I looked at those and and realized that wait a minute, we're doing winter warmer. Yeah, but paper plate's so good. Well, I've never had one, so I didn't know how good it would be. So and then I just got to thinking, look, it's winter, it's the holidays. I'm gonna do something that's more of the holiday tradition. And cranberry just jumped out. Should have done a stinger. So a stinger is rye whiskey and creme de menthe. Ooh, that would have been good. You just gotta buy a really good creme de menthe though. None of that decrupts green stuff. Oh. Good. Good creme de menthe. Uh, it's a traditionally cold weather, mm-hmm. cold weather drink. You know, so is a brandy Alexander. Oh yeah, I'm kind of surprised you didn't do something with eggnog. Yeah, like that's kind of your I, your traditional winter drink is I, eggnog. I, I haven't seen it at all. Just puts that eggnog that I buy doesn't need anything. That Pennsylvania Dutch. The Pennsylvania Dutch has enough booze in it already that you <laughs> don't need nothing. I know. I'm surprised you just didn't pour it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we did that last year. Oh, that's right. When we did our... Because that did, was when I did, I did Five Farms. That's you right. That you one. did Five Farms and I did Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah, it was our holiday sippers episode last year. So the Manhattan's not as old as the hot butter rum, but it has some history. It was uh, originated at the Manhattan Club, that's where it got its name, in New York City in the mid-1870s. Uh, when it was invented, it was invented by Jenny Jerome, which was Lady, Lady Randolph Churchill, mother of Winston. Oh. So it has a lot of history. It does. So no, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. It was in it was invented by a person named Lane Marshall for a banquet that was for Jenny Jerome was the mother of Winston Churchill. Okay. So that's a lot of history on that drink, too. And, you know, like you were talking about, put whatever whiskey in it. Yeah. Your drink. You could do the same thing with Matt. I don't know that you use rum. But no. I, I like using a scotch. Uh, you definitely use the rye. Well, uh, isn't a scotch a Rob Roy? And a scotch not Manhattan ex- a Rob Roy? Uh, they're very, very similar. You're right. I don't think the Rob Roy, well, I'd have to look it up. I don't think the Rob Roy has bitters. Anyway. No yeah. big deal. I'm drink it. It's a good drink. Yeah. And like I said, if you have, so if you have people who are wanting to get into whiskey cocktails, something like this would be very approachable to them because it's not super whiskey heavy. It's not as boozy. This is kind of. Not quite because there's missing some elements, but it's a more akin to like a almost kind of more of like a daiquiri style drink. Mm-hmm. Having the fruit, having the juice in it, mm-hmm. and then the, the liquor base, but it's good. I agree with you. It's more like it's more uh, of the cranberry juice. Well, Dad, another great episode. I think we've. I know we've got some cocktail left to drink. So we don't. We're not mm-hmm. doing best on plate. How do you think the food that we had went with this drink? Uh, I didn't eat any of it. I think I'll go fine. I think the cranberry will play together. I just don't. I don't want any food with this cocktail. Hmm. <laughs> I okay. just want to drink it. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I like these Neapolitans, eh? 
They were good with air. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to work on this drink. It's a little sweet. Like I said, you know, there's some, it's good right now. There is some work to be done to fit more of our cocktail style palette, I believe. Yeah, my non, not as sweet palette. Yeah, but there are people who this would be a great cocktail for. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So, uh, wrap this up now. Next week is a wine week, and the episode will air two days before the New Year's. Two days before New Year's Eve. So, we are going to be doing New Year's Eve wines. Wines mm-hmm. that we'd like to have on New Year's Eve, kind of as a celebration. Celebration wines, Dad. What are you going to be doing? So, uh, it's going to, it should be bubbles. Okay. And I've done the Imperial Rosé so many times, I'm going to have to go out there and do some research to determine which rosé or bubbles I'm going to do. Sounds like, so there's... <laughs> so it sounds like we're both going to be doing champagne. Well, I don't know. I'm going to be doing champagne. I'm not exactly sure which. I'm okay. probably going to be doing a grower, producer champagne. So there is there is a tasting over at Crush Wine Bar on Monday. Monday after we're recording this, not the Monday that I thought it was next not Monday. the Monday that this episode will air, but next Monday before we record before we record next week's episode. But it's the Monday after we're recording this. I this know. episode will air right. the Thursday after that tasting. I know, but my point is, I'm gonna go to that tasting because it's it's like holiday bubbles and that kind of thing, and I'm gonna see if the one that jumps out at me. For what I would do on the podcast. All right. So listeners come back next week because we're going to be doing champagne for New Year's. And it is will be a couple days right before New Year's. And as we're ending this episode, we really appreciate having you guys along with us. We hope you are having a wonderful winter holiday season with whatever winter holiday you celebrate. Whether it's a festival of lights, whether it's traditional Christmas, whether it's just being together with your family or celebrating the upcoming winter solstice. We're very happy to have you guys along with us and hope you're hope we helped you find something to celebrate the holidays with with you and yours around you. So come back next week. You'll also find out how wrong I was about the blind. So we'll have, I don't remember where you're wrong. <laughs> I don't remember either. We'll figure that out before <laughs> before right. we get there. So for all of us here at Acquired Tastings, once again, I'm Josh Mills. And I'm John Mills. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. And goodbye.